Welcome to the Cherry Picker, the horror movie podcast where we like to kill people, but not really. I'm your host, Zach Cherry. With me as always... She got tits like a sparrow. Eddie of Edward is Truth. <laughs> and today we're talking about Jaws 2, released yeah. June 16th, 1978. We did the first Jaws movie uh, last summer, and uh, yeah. here we are again, just keeping up with uh, tradition. Um, yeah. Before we get into anything, there's just a, a, a little housekeeping uh, thing I want to take care of. Um, Andre, our, our beloved Andre uh, editor, he is going to need to be taking a step back from his cherry picker duties. Um, so the the immediate future of the podcast is not certain. Um, we might be doing episodes just every other week just to accommodate uh, schedules. But, you know, we want to get back to a consistent uh, kind of track of, of having episodes every week. So this is kind of just a, like just a, a call to action, I guess. Uh, for anyone <laughs> and anyone interested, anyone who has editing skills or, you know, wants to you know, work on the podcast because I have, I have had people, uh, in the past ask about it. And, you know, we've always had Andre. Um, but, uh, but right now we could definitely use some help. So if anyone out there has editing skills or wants to be a part of the cherry picker, uh, mm-hmm. please or know someone, you know, yeah, please, yeah. <laughs> uh, get in touch. I mean, I would rather it be people who are, you know, fans of, of the cherry picker, um, okay. part of, part of the family. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, drop us a line. You could, uh, comment on, on this video on YouTube. If you are watching it here, you can go to our Instagram account. You can go to either of our individual Instagram accounts. Uh, all that information is in the description. Uh, we'll tell you about it later as well. And I'm sure you know yeah. if you've been listening for a while. But uh, anyway, that's that's the the current status. So we did take uh, last week off uh, for an unrelated matter, but it's just it's it's been a little hectic. Um, I think I think this summer has kind of been busy for all of us. Uh, just like yeah. for, it has for me, Eddie. You've been pretty busy. Yes. And uh, and now Andre <laughs> uh, is busy as well. So, you know, we want to keep this going. We want to keep uh, uh, this show alive. Um, and another way you can help as well, uh, you can support on uh, my Patreon account because those funds absolutely go towards the podcast as well. Because, you know, for, for anyone who is helping with editing, uh, I do like to compensate for that work. It's not just uh, a free gig. So... So consider supporting on Patreon because that money does go towards making the podcast exist. Anyway, with that said, Jaws 2, hit me with it. Yeah. Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. I didn't have it at the ready. I didn't know we were going to do it so soon. Okay. Um, <clears throat> four years after the traumatic episodes at Amity Island that was terrorized by a 24-foot uh, 25, excuse me, foot-long great white shark, devouring beachgoers until it was destroyed, Amity Island is at peace and opened a hotel at the Holiday Inn. And opened a hotel at the Holiday Inn? Anyway, okay. <laughs> Day... 
<laughs> Days after the opening, beachgoers start to disappear. <laughs> along, <laughs> along with a beached half-eaten killer whale, or orca, Brody becomes concerned about these incidents and fears that another great white shark is on the loose with its deadly jaws to... There we go. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. It, no, does it, it doesn't. doesn't matter. Does it, does it really? <laughs> does anything about this movie matter? I mean, okay, let, like, well, let's get into it. Um, you, you've never seen it before. This was your first exposure, yes? This is literally bit, I mean, like, I've seen parts of Jaws, you know, before we ever did this podcast, but, like, the when mm. we recorded the last episode, that was the first time I had sat down and watched the whole movie start to finish. Uh, I had never seen any of the sequels, so this is kind of now me going through the movies for the first time. So yes, this is my first Jaws 2 experience. Okay. Cause uh this isn't mine. This I don't even know how many times I've seen this movie, but every time is like the first time because it's so forgettable. I mean I watched it we we were originally going we were slated to record a week ago and I watched it for that and I took notes and everything. Thank God. Um, <laughs> and I had every intention of revisiting it again because I was like, oh, I'm not going to hold on to much. And then, you know, the week kind of blew up and it's like, oh, well, okay. didn't have time for that. Um, so I am grateful that uh, there, there are things that stand out. Like, I mean, even reading about the Holiday Inn and everything, I'm like, oh, yeah, they had that big opening party where you kind of reestablish a lot of the original cast i mean it's kind of throughout that first third uh that first uh act you know the first the, yeah. if, 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 if there's three acts to this movie the first act establishes a lot of amity faces we saw from the first movie which is kind of cool um everybody wanted the paycheck i, I understand and you know and it's a property they didn't know that this movie was i think going to be what it was what it is uh, when they signed on to do it, I think maybe that, maybe that helped. Like just thinking like, Oh my gosh, Jaws 2. You know, I mean, <laughs> I would have been interested, but, um, even just from the get go, from the beginning, cause I, I watched that opening sequence of the first movie and just the, oh, you know, just it, it, it it's cinematic. Uh, I don't know, kind of the equivalent of like a cinematic, like luxury suite, just waiting for you to dive in, you know, and th this one was more kind of like a hotel room, you know, you walk in and <laughs> it was the hotel at the Holiday Inn. It was the Holiday Inn. You walk in, it's a Holiday Inn. It was Inn. the Perfectly hotel and the hotel. Fine, but are you going to get excited about it? Not really. Are you going to get yeah. sentimental or anything? You're just going to be like, oh, I love vacations, you know, being yeah. somewhere else is kind of nice, <laughs> but like. Because, I mean, I, I'm unclear even as to, like, what exactly is going on from the get-go. Because we start with what I can only uh, 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 perceive as an amateur excavation of the remains of the Orca, the ship from the first movie, by people we don't know who are in scuba gear. Oh, was or that whatever, what was or, happening? You know, well, because it was the orcas, and one of the guys oh, stood for like that. a photo, and 
did a big strongman pose, yeah. like, look at me, I conquered Jaws. Right, because he had the camera yeah. and he was, like, spinning around and it was taking the photos while he was being eaten. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, but, I mean, actually, thank you. You're helping me make my point because yeah. you you kind of forgetting that that happened, like, I watched that sequence for this screening and I just started my mind started to wander and I was like, Oh wait. And I was in the next scene. I was like, wait, did the shark kill them? Well, oh, shit. And I had to rewind and really try to concentrate just to see, did they die? Like, did the shark get them? And the shark did. It was very uneventful. Yeah. It, I, I can't even describe it for you. I mean, <laughs> but it, it, I had it confirmed. Okay. At least it happened. Yeah. Um, well, cause it kind of comes so, into play later on. Cause he's showing the, the, photographs because they recovered the camera he's they developed the film and and then there was like what might have been the shark in the photo and nobody believed him they were like another shark what are you talking about (sighs) but uh (laughs) i mean there are every now and then there are things that i remember like because i think i saw this very young again maybe not as young as when i saw the first movie but somewhere in there you know like probably grade school age and i remember as a closeted youth having a huge crush on uh mike brody the oldest son in the brody family and i watch him now i'm just kind of like damn his eyes are huge like nonsense liza minnelli have there been such giant shoe button brown eyes that fill a screen (laughs) I mean, <laughs> that's the only way I can describe it. Very them. strange thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this, know, this, this just... movie was, was missing. Uh, a, a Liza drag performance in the middle of it <laughs> with Mike Brody. <laughs> oh, my God. If Liza Minnelli had been in this movie, it could have made it that much more watchable. Like, just standing on the beach going, oh, my gosh, what are we all doing standing here on the shoreline? Is there a shark? Oh, I hate sharks. Take me back to the theater. But uh, <laughs> I would want to see her as, like, one Take of, like... Take me back to the Holiday Inn. She would be, like, floating on a tube in the... Uh... <laughs> Did I ever tell you when Mama filmed easter parade but um anyway uh, <laughs> also there was another thing that occurred to me um because i started to see them establishing all of the did you notice this all of the teens and i was like oh different feel for this movie because you know we had kind of like our trinity of men uh you know adult white men for the first movie only one of them returned because one died in the first movie and the other one is too big a star to do this movie now. <laughs> um, but, well, but, the, this my Okay, fuck. What, I, what, I mean, what? like, yeah, I did, I did not enjoy this uh, at all. Uh, this, was a, this was a chore to get through. And I watched it last week in preparation to have recorded last week. And then it, we didn't. Um, and I didn't want to watch it again. And I kind of knew that like okay you're gonna have to carry most of this because i probably forgot a lot of things but now that we're talking about it it's coming back to me and they do kind of what's the character's name it's like uh hopper or hooper oh uh uh uh, hooper yeah uh richard Dreyfus's character yeah because he was my favorite part of the the first movie i did not like um uh what's his first name uh, uh, sheriff. <laughs> I sure, don't remember. 
<laughs> great, great character. Um, no, well, I mean, I found him to be he, like he was such a like a passive character in the first movie. Yeah, and here, yeah, he's kind of consistent. Like he's he's not really doing a whole like he's doing more uh, throughout, but like none yeah. of it is effective. And I remember in the first movie, it's like it didn't start to happen for me until Hooper showed up. But I was just like, here's right. the main character. He's He's got like main star energy. Yeah, um, yeah. That's how I felt. Um, so sorry Martin for anyone Brody. who... Sheriff Martin Brody is his name. Sorry. Yeah, Martin. Um, so sorry for all the, the, the Martin stands out there. But uh, yeah, I, I was team Hooper. And it was it was nice to hear like them uh reference him but it was at yeah. that point that I was like okay he's not in this yeah. i mean i knew that he wasn't in it i think instinctively i'd known that uh richard dreyfus wasn't cast in this but i also yeah. knew that this is what what's his name roy scheider 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 i knew yes. that this was his last jaws movie so i wasn't yeah, sure he didn't want to do this one yeah well yeah i read about that but i wasn't sure if if that meant that he died at the end of this so that was kind of oh. like the one thing that was keeping me <laughs> tantalized was just like, oh, is is Martin Brody getting killed off at the end of this? Because I knew that he wasn't coming back. <laughs> so I was just sort of like, I, was, I wasn't I was sure. And I didn't want to like look it up while I was watching it. So yeah. I was just kind of like yeah. went through it. Like maybe he does get killed. Maybe he, everything's fine. And he just never came back or whatever. Um, <laughs> and then obviously it. <laughs> He didn't. He just, it was a very anticlimactic, yeah. like, no, but no there, death. Just, <laughs> just so you know, in one of the next movies, let's just put it that way, there is an argument about the cause of his death. So, he does, that's all I'll say. You, oh, it's fine. I don't, it's I don't, no, no, I don't care. It's going to be fun. You, I mean, I don't even, <laughs> if, if I was spoiled uh, before this movie to know that he didn't get killed at the end, I wouldn't have cared one way or the yeah. other. Because right, I was so right, bored right. with everything here. Like, this is just, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of, of the original Jaws. I know, like, how sacrilegious of me. But with this mm. movie, at least, like, comparatively uh, with the original, there was suspense. Whereas, like, here, right. I feel like the scenes where they were trying to build suspense were just, like, why is this taking yeah. so long? Why are we just, yeah. like, hanging around? I couldn't <laughs> tell you, like, the number of times we were just on those, all the fucking boats tied together with those teens. Oh, God. And this is bringing it back to the teens. Is yeah. that what they were trying to do is, like, make this now it's, like, the younger generation or just showing them? Because I don't know who any of these fucking kids are. I don't know their names. <laughs> the girl, the one that you're referencing of the Sparrow Tits at the beginning. <laughs> the new girl. The new yeah. girl. I don't even know her name. I couldn't no, tell I you her name. either. There, and w- only one person got eaten of that whole g- group. It was a girl. It wasn't that one. And I don't even know her name. And I don't, rem- I don't know anything about her. I just remember that, like, who's, like, after she was eaten, and I wasn't sure, like, if it was a a girl or a boy, but just, like, after she was eaten, I was just kind of looking, like, who's missing? Who, and I had to rewind to see who fell off the boat and then saw her fall off and get eaten. And I feel bad for her because it's, like, she did not deserve that. It it should have been the other, the new girl, we'll say. Um, But this, the new, the new girl, 
Cause she, or the cousin of the one girl with the curly hair. That's that's the only th- right. thing I know her about yeah. her. I don't even know her name or the curly haired girl's name. But they're like, oh, are you gonna go out with my cousin? Blah blah blah. Because that was the whole thing with like Mike. We're just like, you got to go out with my cousin. Yeah. And then this, she right. shows up on the docks, and everyone is like, I know, go, like going nuts for her. And I mean, yeah. like, I'm not trying to be shallow here, or just you know, um, <laughs> say that like. <laughs> There's a certain standard of beauty, and especially for, like, 1978, because, you know, like, sure. d- times have changed. But I would think, like, in 1978, like, I would think that, like, Jamie Lee Curtis would probably have been, you know, might have been considered. I know not necessarily, maybe, like, a Farrah Fawcett or or whatever type, but, like, even, even Jamie Lee Curtis, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I would see Alan or yeah, like come Amy out there, Irving. like there were young, beautiful, yeah, and just be like bombshell. Yeah. And this girl's got like yeah. like her her haircut, like it literally looks like it's like a Corey Feldman. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, she I'm has not, no. Don't we wanna... don't even we we don't even meet her. We don't hear her say anything. She's just sort of like walking <laughs> by and like waving at people. And she and everyone is like, "Oh, I want a piece of that sort of thing." And it's well, just like, "Who I is mean, she? What? Where's her? she? Doesn't even have a personality." <laughs> but this is the thing: I don't think it's a matter of like her level of attractiveness or her her X factor or what what have you, so much as the fact that she's fine. She's she's you know she and also like girls women aren't my thing so of course I'm not gonna be like oh my god so I'm not gonna pretend to understand what like you know what me- makes the boys heads turn uh, yeah. for for females but um <laughs> but I will say um the thing that I kept tripping over was oh yeah she's pretty. So is every other girl in your friend group. <laughs> like there is nothing. There wasn't anything particularly special about her. Like if everyone, even if everybody else was like sun kissed and beachgoer and everything like that, and she came in with like a hard edge, like with you know like kind of like a New York you know city slicker, kind of like you know fast talking you know, like see through, cut through the shit, tell the truth kind of thing. Or, or if she had got, if they went the other way and made her kind of like a shy, quiet, you know, uh, uh, Carrie White type, yeah. but you know, with the makeover, you know, like they could have done a lot of things to distinguish her from the group. But the only thing that really distinguishes her from the group is the fact that no one knows anything about her. And I thought Neither that wasn't I. strong enough. <laughs> There was no mystique yeah. <laughs> that they built in the script. Yeah. I mean, that again, if they all but, could have been like wondering about her, even like you can craft it in the script. And too. I, f- but I feel like it's- so much of like the development happened off screen because like suddenly her and Mike have this thing going on, but we don't see anything about it. He's just kind of like upset when dad is like, you're working on the beach this summer. And he's like, yeah. oh, like I had plans to to woo this new mysterious girl. <laughs> and I don't think the, uh-huh. the first time we actually hear her speak, uh, or at least like have a, like an actual like full line of dialogue is when they're at the bar or shack or whatever it is where like miners can yeah. hang out and, and probably drink sodas or whatever. Um, and it's, it, they do that that old timey thing where you know the camera's on him and it's everything's normal. Then on her, there's like this glow and almost like this Vaseline uh, lens where it just like softens right, right, her a right. lot. <laughs> and she's <laughs> and even in this scene, she's not like 
presented as like being alluring or anything. She's just sort of like, she's almost just like, kind of like, oh, you got to come to this thing. Um, right. Like, like she's almost pressuring him. And it's just like, I, I don't know if I'm, how I'm supposed to feel about this character. Like she, she almost feels antagonistic because she's perpetuating what we know will inevitably be the, the conflict that will then have to send uh-huh. Uh-huh. dad out to go rescue him. And once mm. they're all out on the water and she gets there, she's the most annoying one. She's the one who's losing her shit. She can't keep it together, and was she the one? I can't. Even she was the one. one. She was, was the. Which. She would not. Okay. She could not keep calm to save anyone's life, and it was like okay. kind of like her and like little Mike. Oh, that's what I'm going to call him because I don't know the little brother's name. Um, oh, I, I wrote it down somewhere. It doesn't matter, Edward. Yeah. It does not matter. It's probably it's probably <laughs> Edward. Little Mike. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like little Mike. Let's call him that. Sean. His name's Sean. Sean. <laughs> so sorry to all the shots. No, but it was them. I still don't know her name, but it was it was the two of them. They were like sitting on the capsized boat and everyone else was like in the one boat and they were kind of in the most peril. But she was just sitting there like taking no agency of like about her her safety or anything or like the 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 child who is with her who, you know, she right. is is even more vulnerable than her. And sure. it's just like all I can think of going back to the her in her introduction is just like this was the character that was being built up for for this. Um, <laughs> it was it was a bit it was a bit much. It was. I mean, if she's the one, because I don't even remember. They all looked so much alike. I didn't even. I couldn't <clears throat> decipher which character was which, with a few exceptions. Like Mike. Okay, Mike's friend. The the guy I, maybe I'm imagining the this, one that looks like I Napoleon thought, Dynamite. No, 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 not him. Napoleon Dynamite is the one who has another line that was a contender for my opener. I think it's right before actually yeah. uh, the Sparrow Tits line. Yeah, he says, "I'm thin. I wear glasses. I live in Amity Island year round. I'm not good enough for her." But um. <laughs> And he's just like so down on himself. And then finally, I think, isn't his whole arc about like all of a sudden things are looking up because a girl's interested in him and they're all going to go out on the water. So everybody's got something to look forward to. And then it all gets rained on by this shark. Is that, I, was that his arc? I have no, I, I could not follow anyone's arc. I wouldn't even call any character. <laughs> no character even has an arc in this movie. And I'm sorry, I don't, I, okay. and, you know, I apologize. I'm not shitting on this, this one girl. Uh, for for any <laughs> for any like particular reason or just that that she like you know like I hold female characters to a higher standard in these movies, but it was just sort of like you said it the best in just like the terms that they presented her as being like having this like X factor or mystique, and yes, yes, th- there was no difference she between her like and everybody else. else. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, which I just thought was so, like they had put so much focus on that, but like in we can throw all of the teens under this bus because you like you mentioned like <laughs> Mike's true. friend or whatever none of these characters yeah. seemed like they had a solid like they like they were part of this friend group but i didn't know like relationships or anything like you know i'll just say that these kids made the scream 6 friend group seem so much more tighter <laughs> not including the 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 core four, but um, well, I mean, if there if there is a core four in this movie, yeah. who the fuck is well, it? That's the thing. So the okay, so here's <laughs> and here's another thing. Like I was confusing characters because there was the um, 
the yeah. mayor's son. And right. I thought that that was the character who was boyfriends with the, the blonde who was like, right. she, and who was she like, uh, Miss the beauty queen? Amityville. The, she, she was yeah. the, um, yeah, she was the one at the yeah. beginning that, for, I mean, first of all, I thought she was like 25 or 30, but then we find out that yeah. she's like in high school and Brody is like, like whistling yeah. when she comes out uh, in the bathing suit. In front of his wife. In front of his like. wife. <laughs> They're 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 really chill on on uh, Amity Island apparently. Like she's but. totally DTF that night. Like here he's whistling at like a seventeen year old, and later on they're dancing, and she's I don't remember exactly what she said, but it's I think it was an allusion to the, something that an exchange they had in the first movie about like I, I can't even oh, remember I, the exact. Exchange, I could not but. tell you, but yeah. Anyway, like the the <laughs> the boyfriend of the the blonde. I don't even know yeah. her name. Uh, I don't know anyone's name except for Mar- Martin now and Mike. Martin and Mike. Um, and um, I thought that that was the the mayor's son. So in the scene when they're out there and they're stranded and they are attacked yeah. and the boyfriend gets eaten, um, I thought, oh, oh, shit, that's the mayor's son. That That's like the consequences no. for him. Um, yeah, uh, no. being a, a piece of shit again, and then we, yeah. and then it's just like, oh, it wasn't. And then the mayor's son is actually part of like the bigger group who gets rescued at the end. And I'm like, where's the fun in that? Like, that would have been a perfect <laughs> opportunity to show them, like, just like the the uh, repercussions uh, and consequences right. of the mayor's twice now like bad decisions. Sure. So there was just like a lot of things. There was like so many characters in this movie that you know you could have taken out. Probably seventy five percent of them, and yeah. you know, told a much more concise and streamlined version of this story. But uh, yeah. anyway, that's my take on the teens. That's that's all. <laughs> that's really all I have to say about them. Okay, no, because what occurred to me while I was watching the movie, because uh, I, I I kind of <clears throat> just need to be reminded that they're in the movie every time I revisit it, because yeah. I think it, I go years with not watching it, and then I'm just kind of like, I don't really remember much about that movie. I should watch it again, and I wonder if there's something good in it. And then I watch it, and I'm just kind of like, oh, oops. I mean, but the thing that struck me about the teens, the reason why I brought them up in the first place was because I, at first I was just kind of like, oh, they're they're hopping on the Friday the 13th and Halloween trend. And then I thought about, wait a minute, this year, this movie was released in 1978, a few months before Halloween. So that had not yet become yeah. a mainstream trend anyway. Yeah. I'm not, and I am not <laughs> suggesting that Halloween nor <laughs> Friday the 13th necessarily cribbed off this movie um so much as refined i think the uh the situation because there's number one there's less kids in halloween so it's easier to remember who's who and nobody looks like anybody else so there's that i mean but i would still say that like the kids in halloween they all have their own distinct personality like i could tell you if someone was just like bob Sims or just or just like who's who's Linda's (laughs) who's like the guy with the glasses like Linda's boyfriend is like oh Bob Sims like I remember him (laughs) (laughs) and and same I would argue Linda you asshole (laughs) even remember his lines I don't know any but I would argue the same as (laughs) yes no no this I have to write them down and recite them as I read them uh for this pod but no and even with Friday the 13th with the first movie I'd say arguably like the dynamics I still watch that movie and still 
kind of like uncover little things, little, you know, dynamics between the characters where I'm just kind of like, oh, is that the context that you two are in? Which means, okay, the movie wasn't really upfront with a lot of like the dynamics of their characters, but at least they were there. They were laid in. The actors are playing them. So the more you watch the movie, the more you can uncover. I could, I've watched this, this movie, Jaws 2, six, seven, I don't know how many times, a bunch of times. And I never remember it. And I never feel like I get to know these kids any better. I only have questions about particular key moments. Like, oh, you brought up Napoleon Dynamite. Um, but the one who I was indicating is the other one, the one who's a little heftier than the Napoleon Dynamite kid. Because Napoleon Dynamite has curly hair and glasses. Hmm. The other guy whose name I do not know is Mike's kind of closest friend. I think they have a scene together at the bar where they're just kind of like leaning on it and just kind of, I don't know, I don't know if they're drinking or what, but they're just yeah. sitting there and they're just kind of talking and then the other kids come over and I think that's when they get invited to go out on the boat and the guy's just kind of like, yeah, let's do it. And then Mike, that's another huge criticism I have for the movie is that Mike gets separated from the rest of the teens. Mike being with those kids and with his brother would only help my investment as far as like the tension and the stakes of what's going on there, like yeah. I actually do care about that character a little bit more than I do about all the other teens. So the fact that yeah. he's safe, like uh, way off screen, it's not even, <laughs> like it's, miles away. It's not even that you care about him more, but it's just like it's a character that you know and it's a character that is yeah. like connected to to Absolutely. Brody. So it makes sense for him yeah. being there at the end and, you know, putting up that fight. Like obviously like Sean, yeah. I guess we'll remember little Mike is 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 there but it's like that was he didn't have to be there sort of he could have just been at home with mom you know they right. they could have easily even written him out they could have been like oh we sent him to summer camp uh right. for the season right or, or things like yeah, that you know that, like the there's so many ways like poltergeist uh sequels <laughs> like the way that they wrote out um like the, the rest of the kids so right, 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 right. i don't know it, and it's interesting that this is like kind of one of the first big horror sequels. Cause I mean, like there were sequels, obviously like, you know, there's like the Dracula's and the, the Frankenstein's and all that. There's right, like, yeah, they, yeah. You know, there's so many different versions of that. And then you, when you go into like the hammer movies um, and even like Vincent Price stuff, like Dr. Fibes. But I think like um, Exorcist two might've been. I'm the, looking it we, up right now. Cause we, we discussed this before we were talking about like the, the first, sequel uh yeah like big, 77 yeah. exorcist 2 the heretic w- was released a year before this yeah so then it, this was sort of like setting that in motion and in a way like dawn of mm-hmm. the dead is is unofficially or officially oh, right. a, a sequel to night of the living dead night of the living um, dead um yeah. but it was just this is when probably late 70s when it was really starting and then Obviously, Halloween and Friday the 13th kicked that into high gear where we were then getting, like, new sequels. So, yeah, I I guess, like, they hadn't refined it yet. But, I mean, like, there's just – there's no – there's no conflict here. And I feel like what would have worked well is if they had tapped into Brody's uh, PTSD – a little bit because like they they established it but we didn't really get to see his perspective of it it was just more so like everyone else's perspective of his of him yeah and it, yeah. it was just making it, it was annoying and it was just like i don't want to see that and the, and just the fact that no. because we didn't see that we didn't get to see him kind of 
even get like a warning or anything or just someone yeah. say like you gotta like there were obviously moments like this where it's just like you gotta stop this but it was like the the incident on the beach when he like started shooting into the the water and then it was like there was that literally was literally a child still clearing the the coastline <laughs> <laughs> like while he is firing rounds yeah. into the water at the bluefish like uh school or whatever and I mean, literally a child, he could have shot a child. And I'm like, that's not the Brody. This is now you kind of are becoming the thing they were accusing you of being when you were trying to pr- close the beaches and warn everybody yeah. about like the stakes of what was happening in the first movie. And now you've become this like, like a uh, uh, loose cannon that can't be trusted and who's going to listen to you and yeah. watching him. I, I, I mean, I guess that's their version of conflict for this movie is watching him get fired and everything like that. Yeah. But again, and again, like, I don't know if this movie's trying to make him, uh, trying to go a, a more realistic route and not make him a hero by having him drive drunk back home after he's been fired and, having the deputy who is now going to be the sheriff, you know, talking to him and everything like that. And him, cause I mean, Roy Scheider did some good acting, but I was like, I don't like this. Is, who put their money down to go see, let's go see the next summer blockbuster movie of, you know, <laughs> of this year, 1978. Woo. Jaws two. Yeah. And we get to watch a drunken man ruin his life even more. So <laughs> like after he's already, I mean, he's just failing continually and they still depend on him but not even for like again if both of his sons had been out there he's like okay i got one son safe let me go get the younger one it didn't make any sense to me and then what didn't make sense to me even more so i'm going to spit this out the heftier guy with the curly hair uh (laughs) who was close with mike is the one who when sean is in peril but finally gets rescued did you notice the embrace and the kisses that he was sharing with little with little Mike. And I'm just kind of like, okay, wait, so I don't understand the context. Okay, so you, I guess you were all raised on the island and maybe you knew him since he was a baby. So he's kind of like a brother to you also. But what, it really just threw me. I was just kind of like, that's not your brother. Why are you kissing him? Why are you... <laughs> you're acting like you're a, a member of his family. Like, yeah. Brody should be doing that. Or Mike should be doing that. Like, I, like anyone but you. Yeah, this I didn't... This is weird. I didn't notice that. Um, <laughs> it was it was weird. It was... But the, <laughs> yeah, I just... I really didn't like this movie. Like, this, this might be one of my least favorite movies that we've covered here. Um, mm-hmm. Not the worst. You know, we, we did Leprechaun, which I will never... <laughs> Uh, you know, come around to, but um, yeah, I did not, I did not enjoy this experience at all. And, uh, and I even remember, like I kept checking the time to see how much was left and (laughs) even like getting down to the very end. And it felt like there's, it was taking so long, but it felt like there was still so much that needed to be taken care of. And it's like, Oh, there's only three minutes left. Like what, Right. What could possibly happen? And I think at that point I knew like, well, I don't think that he could die because it wouldn't be like a big um, emotional scene or anything. So and then when it turned out to be the the cable or whatever, which was like foreshadowed earlier, which was just, just mm. yeah, I I found this one to be uh, 
quite insufferable. And from what I understand, what I've heard from you and other people is that it, the, the franchise only gets worse from here on out. But this is the thing. I, I would argue it gets worse in a more palatable way. Like, I, Jaws 3 was my favorite when I was a kid. Because that was, you know, before, I think we've covered this before, like when you're young enough that there are no good movies or bad movies, there's just the movies. And I would just watch that movie, and I liked it, because um, it was a mama shark and a baby shark. Mm. Um, which, oh, also want to talk about the politics or the, the family tree, <laughs> because there is discussion about, like, the, the relation of, of these sharks uh, to each other and to the first shark. Um, it's it's quite humorous. There's a website devoted to it. Okay. Um, we'll go get into that. No, we'll get into well, that. Well, because we, we, did, um, we did sort of talk about this uh for jaws because it was sort of i guess the idea made it sound like uh well one of the movies i don't know if it was jaws 2 you might have been talking about jaws 3 where it was kind of like bruce the the shark from the first movie uh had his mother or father come back to avenge him so i'm just like oh so it's like the billy uh billy's mother to billy loomis no (laughs) (laughs) so then someone someone would just be on the, the boat and they'd be like bruce's Mother! No. <laughs> I love that you think that. It's not that. You're, I think you, you're, there were some crossed wires in, in, in your misery. Sure, but I, I mean, I, I, I think like, that, like, that But it's good. good. It's good. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Bruce's mother. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. But, uh... <laughs> now we just need to, like, we need a, 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 a Jaws requel with Timothy Oliphant, just so he can... <laughs> on the boat and just say that <laughs> and that's why she's so so much larger than any shark that's come before because yeah. she's lived a goddamn long life she'll make the meg look like a speedboat yeah. but okay um <laughs> what were we talking about i had a jaws I too feel I like don't know. <laughs> jaws too we we're talking about uh oh oh uh the the the, the way they relate to each other and everything like that I don't remember what my point was, but I do have another one. The one thing I do remember about this movie that I get reminded of when I see it uh, again is the the cover of the VHS uh, video cassette that used to face forward. Because uh, I don't think I owned it. I don't think I had it in my house for a long time. And maybe I rented it, I don't know, two or three times. But I do remember just staring at it. Because you remember those VHS uh, cassette covers like... Uh, like a lot if you were around, you know, in that time. And I just remember mm-hmm. the girl on water skis with the shark instead of the original where she's at the top of the water and he's underneath her. Now she's water skiing and the shark is out of the water behind her. Mm-hmm. It's so huge. It's going to swallow her. And um, you kind of, you kind of get that. You don't get like the big shark out of the water, but you get the fin chasing her. I thought that was actually pretty cool. The way it was shot. I was like, Oh, okay. This isn't, I, you know, I can't see the strings or the fact that it's not a real shark. <laughs> it's swimming real fast, but that's kind of scary. <laughs> that scene, I, also, I, I, I mostly just love how the shark inadvertently yeah. blows up the boat. Yes. That, <laughs> did you laugh? Because I laughed my ass off. I forgot that that happened. <laughs> I don't remember what my, my outward response is. Because I'm a very internalized... Uh, TV right. movie watcher. I don't really. Yeah. I, I don't really have a lot of reactions. If I do have a reaction to anything, like it's 
Like, good for that movie or, or show for doing that. But it's, it's very, very few and far be- between that, that it will happen. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, wa- watching me uh, watch a movie is a lot like watching me do this podcast. My hands are everywhere. My face is crazy. I'm going, no! And, like, you know, like when you talk and you watch me listen, that's me watching a movie. Uh, <laughs> and And I... I had forgotten that she ex- was she the one who exploded. No, the woman who was driving the boat is the one who exploded yeah. instantaneously for no reason. And I just I thought it was fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, and wasn't it the old lady was like sitting on her her back porch or whatever and saw the whole thing happen. Yeah, the lady who lost her son in the first movie. She's she oh, was back. that her? I think so. I it looked exactly like I her. And I think I I think I used to know that was her. I don't think I it was the same character. Some... You don't think really? Hold on. Cuz they brought back like uh, like they brought back no, like the remember lady we... who was sitting in the huh? Yeah. Well, cuz we we talked about this last time cuz we were looking through the IMDb credits and that yeah. that actress who played Alex's mom cuz it's like she looked like she was you know, uh, in her, her late fifties, but her son was like, you know, seven or whatever. Um, yeah. so it's just like, that's his mom. Okay. Um, mi- <laughs> mi- uh, Lee Fierro playing Mrs. Kintner. Um, yes. She's in Jaws, the revenge, but not, uh, oh. not the other ones. And I, okay. I think that, uh, that might've been, I totally thought that was uh, her. archival okay. footage. Possibly. What her in in the re- in, oh revenge? in the revenge? Yeah. Maybe I don't I don't even remember. Okay. Oh, I totally thought that was her. I guess they found a lookalike to play. Is it Mrs. Kintner? See, I don't even know. See, even the stuff that like I can compliment this movie about might not be true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wanted. I tried to do more. Uh. Uh. Like. Uh. Prep for this pod in advance because I wanted to know immediately after I saw it, I started looking for like retrospectives and like, you know, like a uh, little even featurette type things, like anything that I could get my hands on. Yeah. And I couldn't find anything. Uh, it, it was all I found was stuff for the other Jaws movies, like including like three and four. Okay. So I was like, what? So, and then like literally before we started recording, I found like a 48 minute or so uh, interview that some YouTuber did with the director, Jeannot Sawark, who I am familiar with because he directed one of my favorite bad movies of all time, Supergirl. And he's actually followed with the Superman legacy and directed, direct, directed a handful of episodes of Smallville, the Mo uh, series I live, and okay. uh, has gone on to really be very successful directing a lot of television in recent years. But uh, this was <laughs> this was a movie. I, I still want to watch the interview because I want to hear what he has to say and what his perspective is on this movie. Does he think it's great? Does he see it as you and I do, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> only with more, you know, with more stories? Like, uh, was there a plan in place, and was a lot of it just kind of like haphazardly thrown together because we needed another blockbuster yeah. a asap and well, I mean it, again they were out shooting like on in the ocean for a lot of this it looked like I don't know maybe they weren't maybe it was all universal I don't know I don't know but it, it definitely has that studio movie quality to it where it's just like yeah, yeah we're taking uh, a, a known IP and we're just we're just 
doing it. Um, and clearly, right. you know, uh, Spielberg, uh, no involvement as far as I know, um, no, didn't want to be no. involved in it. And I think it was interesting because what, what I read is that uh, Roy Scheider, because he didn't want to do it so much that he was just drunk the entire time. And oh my gosh. isn't the irony of that, because wasn't it um, uh, Robert Shaw in the first movie? Because he was getting drunk all the time. And that was a yeah. point of contention for Roy Scheider. Because yeah. he thought it was unprofessional. So I just think like the yeah. uh, the the irony of that and like kind of like the, the pot calling the kettle black <laughs> uh, preemptively. Um, but that would Maybe just. Maybe he felt like it was. He was it, projecting. Like he had an excuse because. Oh, totally. Yeah. But also I think he, he, he might have justified it to himself by thinking, I know exactly what this movie's going to yeah. be. So it doesn't matter. Or just wrong, like Robert Shaw Whereas... got away with it. So, you know. Yeah, maybe I'm that gonna, too. I don't know. I'm gonna do it. Um, <laughs> I don't know how spiteful Roy Scheider is <laughs> as an actor. <laughs> the only other movie I've seen him in is All That Jazz, and I, I actually would have preferred to see that again than see Just Two. But um, one thing that I did like that I thought was an interesting element that got introduced and then immediately yeah. like rescinded was um, Elkins, the the specialist who came. Onto uh, the scene where they had uh, uh, not the orca, the the ship, but the actual. I think it's she found the actual dead or or not she found it, but she came over to like inspect yeah. the beached orca that had like the bites taken out of it and everything like that, and she was going over like you know the this and the that, trying to answer questions and everything like that, and I was like, oh my gosh, a woman on screen that isn't a wife, great, you know, and I forget what she what her title was, um, but she seemed to be a different tone of voice than the franchise thus far had kind of like had introduced um, because she seemed incredibly, you know, like well-read and studious and very, you know, business, business, business. Yeah. And I, I liked her energy. I liked the fact that she spelled out to, I think she spelled out to, to Brody, this is a mammal, not a fish, which it always bothers me when people call chimps monkeys and whales fish. I but, would um, have to see this scene again because I have no idea who this character is that you're talking about. That's how oh, like, really? little invested oh. I was in like any of these rules. But I mean, like that maybe that would have been a character that would have been interesting to follow in this yeah. movie, or at least like a foil to Brody to, yeah. to put him out there. Because I mean, yeah. like. Not that I would say that, like, it was obviously a different dynamic in the first movie with the three of them, but I wouldn't mm -hmm. say that any of them were, like, full-on a foil to him in particular. It was more just, like, these three different personalities mm -hmm. on this this boat out at sea, whereas that right. might have been interesting was, to just see, like, kind of, yeah. like, her, this this character who I have no idea who it is that you're talking about. Um, <laughs> Sort of. She also had one of my favorite lines of the franchise: "Sharks don't think take things personally, Mister Brody." And I, I, the, if if you watch the movies after this, it completely negates what she said. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, but that would have been but, a good <laughs> argument to, for the two of them to have. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. You're, now that you're mentioning that scene, because I remember. Oh, by the way, uh, looked it up. Roy Scheider was a Scorpio, so um, it probably Ooh. was very spiteful. Speaking from experience, <laughs> that is. Um, but um, you can say that you're a Scorpio. I, you I know can I can that. be offensive to Scorpios. I'm a, I'm offensive to all 
all such. Oh my god! I didn't even. <laughs> I didn't even take into consideration what uh, signs the characters would be. Probably because they're they're like such non-characters. No. But um, there are no signs. It doesn't yeah. matter. They can be anything. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, but no, no, no. The the whale, the the beached whale. <laughs> all I was thinking yeah. about was the scene in the craft. Uh, oh, of, I was just waiting, gifts. waiting for Nancy to come out there and just be like, "This is my gift." <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of the deity? It was like Manon. <laughs> Manon, Manon oh, yeah. has gifted us. <laughs> I, oh my god, if I am ever. I, 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 Zach, Jerry, I never want to be on the beach when there are whales strewn about. But if I am, I hope you're with me. <laughs> just because I can see you running toward one and just falling to your knees and just going, these are gifts! <laughs> I'll just start playing in like the, the whale guts. <laughs> yeah, right. Just rolling around. <laughs> and then people, I, and, I don't know. I, I hope that there are other people who will follow. <laughs> or they'll, you know what's going to happen? People are going to pull out their phones, and then you're going to be the craft guy all of a sudden. You're going to be, <laughs> you're going to sure. go viral <laughs> as the craft guy, and you'll have yet another franchise for people to associate yeah. you with. <laughs> like, how about that? Like a spinoff of the craft and Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Okay. A crossover. Yeah, Mm. just like witches and sharks. (laughs) They did a fucking Sharknado franchise. I'm sure that, you know, this is... That's true. And I mean, at this point, Blumhouse... Because, well, who owns Jaws? Because there hasn't been a Jaws movie since. Universal. It's a universal property like Chucky. That's so. so weird. Like, why do you suppose that there hasn't been another Jaws movie since the fourth one? Which was Because... I think they they did the same Universal did the same thing to its Jaws franchise that initially Warner Brothers did to its Batman franchise. You know, you start with one movie, it's a huge hit. The sec the second movies are a different thing because the first director returned for the second Batman movie. But then, you know, third movie comes out and it's different and people are like, Oh, okay, whatever. And the fourth movie comes out and everybody's like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> You're making me wish that we're talking about Batman Returns now. Um, I, well, but I, we but can I'm, always talk. I mostly Batman mean Returns. like in in this right in this there. day and age uh, of just like the requels of how like everything is like had a new sequel come out. Then it, it it's strange to me that there hasn't been like a new Jaws um, in in some capacity or other. But, um, I think it's because no other movie, if a, another movie had surpassed Jaws as far as like, I, I mean, as far as box office or even critical acclaim or both, mm-hmm. I think they might get it in their heads to try again. But I think because no one else has really kind of created a movie that people hold on par as the first Jaws, yeah. a shark movie. Um, I think that's why Universal is a little gun shy about it. I think, I, 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 yeah. you know, well, the fiftieth anniversary is coming up here, so yeah, yeah, maybe Blumhouse can get it, and and if they own the craft, you know, do a do a crossover for. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nan- Nancy calls on, on Manon to give her gifts and it ends up triggering right. a shark who wants to get revenge on <laughs> on uh, the deity and anyone that uh, stands in its way. <gasps> what if we find out that Manon is a shark? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the, 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 well, okay. The craft has a series right now. It's not a sequel movie, right? There is no craft two. It's a series, isn't it? No, it's a, it's that, uh. Oh, it's a second it's, movie? Yeah, it's the one with David Duchovny. Oh, okay. I didn't, because I have No, we, t- well, we talked about it. Neither, of, neither of us have seen we, it. Yeah, well, because I haven't seen but it. But so we, yeah, remember, we, we talked that we wanted, we wanted them to like do a, a, a TV series. Yes. Or it would have worked as a yes. TV series. Okay, I couldn't but, remember. But yeah, there is no. Okay, there, there was remember. another. There was a requel because it's the Craft Legacy, and it came out like three or four years ago, and it apparently was right. terrible. I I have no desire to see it. But um, right. Apologies to anyone who did see it and loved it. Um, <laughs> not real. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's 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 just strange to me that this is something that wouldn't. Uh, wouldn't get some sort of update for actually for the longest time. I thought that um, deep blue sea when that movie came mm. out, I, cause I didn't know any better. I thought that that was a, a sequel to jaws. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, 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 no it's not. <laughs> it, cause it was like the, um, it was like the H2O, uh, to oh Halloween. It, was oh, like, it, it had, well, it had uh, LL cool J in it so right right um so playing he was this doing... time he was like playing a chef uh instead of uh ronnie the security <laughs> guard so it's just like what what scenarios can we put ll cool j in in like yeah. these these uh l- legacy sequels or like the, these 90s legacy sequels and give him like a like i mean in h2o he had his his wife on the phone in in uh deep blue sea he had the parrot <laughs> so <laughs> There's always something. I have, ne- I have never seen Deep Blue Sea oh from beginning gosh. to end. I've watched it like over my sister's shoulder because it was one of her movies. She was always watching it. It was always on in my house. Oh, wow. And I would catch it here and there. And I think I might have seen the entire thing in pieces. But we should do that for the pod at some point because it's horror adjacent. It's yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. horror sci-fi. I definitely enjoyed kind of that thing. movie more than this. I think um, I would too. Um, oh, that, Samuel that's L. Jackson. Yeah, yeah. It's that's that is iconic. Yeah. But um, one thing, uh, one other thing that I did appreciate, actually, now that I'm remembering, she, Sheriff Brody unloading bullets into the ocean <laughs> in plain view of families and you know uh, his family. Um, well, he panics publicly. Uh, in front of even the investors that, you know, like they're trying to like. What were they investing like, you know, in? I, 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 I guess they were trying to build up Amity again, like with the Holiday Inn. That was like the first step toward like, we're going to, you know, industry and uh, tourism. And, you know, like, let's 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 really get grease the wheels here. We haven't had a shark incident in four years. So. <laughs> So we'll never have another one again, I'm I'm assuming. But one thing, it was a little thing that I appreciated. And I wonder if it was in the script or if Jeannot Zawark had the idea. I know Roy Scheider didn't have it, but it's after 
he empties his gun <laughs> and every and he starts kind of trying to hold half-heartedly and re-encourage people to get back into the water like it's fine it's okay uh, just go back it, everything's fine people are just like slowly sulking away and everything like that picking up their inner tubes and their beach gear and whatnot but the the thing that kind of appealed to me i was like oh this is kind of emotional is when little mike sean uh knelt down and started picking up the shells from his father's gun <laughs> alongside with him and i was just kind of like oh my gosh he's helping him clean up cuz that's what a kid would do you know i love you daddy like i don't know it just it wasn't quite the hand clasping of the first movie that i was so endeared by but it was this movie's version of it you know <laughs> Fair enough. Does it make it? Did you do you remember that? Scene? I do remember now that you, you mention it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, I um I remember. See, when you talk about hysteria, because you were talking about the new girl and her uh her hysteria and everything like that. Jackie remember, is the name, by the way. I just I Jackie. Okay. Cool. Yeah. The the actress. Um, yes. Sorry, I just want to say the actress. Um, uh, Donna Wilkes. She uh, she played in a movie called Angel, I think it is. Yeah, Angel, which, I mean, if you saw the, the cover to this, you might oh, no. uh, un- like recognize it. But it's a uh, uh, high school honor student by day, Hollywood hooker by night. And there's like this, this image of her, like I'm just holding it up um, for anyone that can see. It's like standing back oh, to back. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> Honor oh, roll student that. on one side, Hollywood hooker on the other. And it's just like she's I don't That's know how I don't know how old she is in this, but uh she looks young. Well this was nineteen eighty three, so she's older uh than she she would have been in Jaws too. But she, yeah, she does look young. Um but she was born in uh nineteen fifty eight, so she would have been twenty when when this movie came out so okay okay yeah good for her good good living but um the the (laughs) the thing is i i don't the reason i think i don't remember her falling apart and is because i remember the beauty queen whose name i believe is tina tina um i remember her (laughs) falling apart after the guy with the dark curly hair who you assumed was the mayor's son. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, there was a slight resemblance, I guess. Um, but he had much curlier hair. Maybe that's what I, I noticed about him. Yeah. But after he bought the farm and she, okay, first of all, like I couldn't, I was so outside of that attack, that shark attack, because that did feel personal the way the shark was like, you know, going after the boat and everything like that. And I think the shark knocked him out of the boat and then I don't even remember how they ended up so far away from each other, but yeah. he had to start swimming toward her and she's like, going, swim, swim, whatever your name is, swim. <laughs> and, and the shark is starting to swim from the other direction. You know, it's going to reach him before he reaches the boat. Totally. And the thing is he does reach the boat, but the shark is like, you know, kind of dragging him down. And I, all I remember, I don't remember exactly what it is that he says, but I just remember him getting up and almost kind of like reaching for her in the boat. And he said something to the effect of, help me, and getting pulled down. And she didn't even reach back. And I remember thinking, I can't get behind 
these people. This is a horrible, like, I guess I understand a hesitation because you might get pulled under too. But, bitch, he's, <laughs> and I would say this if it were the world's reverse. If it were a guy in the boat and a girl getting pulled under, I would still call the guy in the boat a bitch. Yeah. Because it's a bitch move, a, li- a little bitch move to just sit there, not help a person who who, who is begging for some kind of help who is like in the last minutes of their life and the last thing they're going to remember is that you didn't even try you just sat there kind of huddled away and well they got dragged away d- deep beneath the blue sea and and then she's like laying she's the one who like got hid so deep in the boat that you couldn't even see her it didn't look like there was anyone in the boat when brody finally showed up you know like and it looked like there was yeah i just assumed that she was eaten too until uh, yeah me too and then you it didn't look like the kind of boat where anybody could hide but then all of a sudden like and they even i think they even get in it (laughs) and they're looking around and they don't see her and then all of a sudden they hear <laughs> or something, and then like they kind of like move. I don't know a trash bag. I don't know what they move, but they're just like, oh, oh, look, it's the beauty queen, and she's like, wasn't she all like dehydrated too? Like I, I seem to recall. Yeah, like she was pale. Like there was like she, no color in her lips. It's like she hadn't like, drank yeah. water for days, uh, <laughs> yes. even though it was like probably happened like forty five minutes earlier. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> But now, now that you mentioned that her name was Tina, because I do distinctly remember, because anytime I hear now like a character yell for someone named Tina, I yeah. just, I mean, there's so many, I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, Tina. Friday the 13th, part seven, <laughs> Halloween five, just characters named Tina who are, who are being yelled at. Tina! 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 That's my Danielle Harris. And then, oh, and there's also um, Freddy Krueger with Tina. <laughs> Tina. <laughs> <laughs> Every great franchise has a Tina. Has a Tina. Um, e- even this one. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I just, I don't even remember why I wrote this. I wrote her brief, almost non-existent mourning period. I guess it's because she immediately just went into panic and 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 shove and cry and scream. But I mean, I don't know. I was just kind of like... I don't know. I, I was like, maybe maybe that was too judgy. Maybe she was, maybe that was her version of mourning was the shock that she went into after she watched someone who she could have helped and didn't get eaten by the shark. See, if this were, if this movie were crafted better, I might've gotten this. <laughs> I might get this like with a certain level of assuredness yeah. and maybe even certainty, dare I say it? Like, imagine watching a movie and you're certain about something that you see on screen <laughs> happening. But that's another thing is, like, the way the movie... And this isn't an attack on Genosa Wark or his team or anything like that. I don't know how many hands this passed through in post uh, or if anybody gave a shit. But so much of the action... And I think you might have already kind of, like, indicated this earlier. But so much mm-hmm. of the action, particularly when they tie the boats together... I can't follow from A to B. I have no idea who is where, what their relationships are to each other. We already established that. But also just kind of like, what's going on? The only, the clearest thing I get from that tying the boats together is that the mayor's son is leading the charge there. While they all, he's the one making sure they toss the rope from, you know, uh, device to device or yeah. whatever to, to, to vessel from vessel to vessel. And, 
he's kind of like showing more leadership than I've ever seen his father show as the mayor. Yeah. And um, I'm like, good for him. I thought he was going to be a prick. But it turns out, but I can't remember, is he the one who threatens the new girl who's panicking? Somebody threatens her when she starts panicking and gets really in her face, like screaming. It or might something. have been him. I don't remember. It might have been. Because I was on okay. I was on team, whoever that was, to be honest. But um <laughs> the thing that I Well no, because like seriously at that point, it's just like get your shit together. Um, like be productive, like try to, like, don't just try, try to survive, not just for yourself, but for the good of everyone else at this point. Um, but the the scene that I do remember is the helicopter pilot who, um, yes, Harbor Patrol. And and I mostly remember because like his beard was, he had like a very Amish, um, (laughs) (laughs) but just like, it was a very elaborate, um, set piece i guess we'll yes, call it. It just like yes, the it uh the whole like just the way that, like the helicopter was pulled in and and flipped and then all i could think like that was a very visceral thing of just like the blades kind of like whipping at them because i'm like oh someone's gonna get decapitated and of course it sure. didn't happen but um i think at that point like the one girl had, had already been eaten so it was mm. it's like nothing bad happened to them uh, after that, like they, you know, they were in danger, but they like, there were no other casualties. There was no, there was no escalating panic beyond that. Mm. Um, that it just, I, I, all I remember is like the finale. Just, they were sort of like stuck on that man-made Island, uh, mm. that like rock thing with like the electrical Thing, and they were trying to climb up it and apparently like that actual location was way too slippery that they, they were actually struggling to even stay oh, on no. oh um, my god but yeah I just they, they were Blake Lively in the shallows never seen it <laughs> you should see that that's a pretty damn good movie actually yeah. as shark movies go I think it deserves uh, to be among the top tier I mean there's not the top much top there's, there's not much to compare. There's not, you know, like a lot of... <laughs> so I, mean, I was trying to do a vocal sh- fry there because that's what it sounded like. But I guess it went into New Englander. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a vocal <laughs> fried New Englander. A vocal fried That's New your Englander. next uh, opening <laughs> voice. <laughs> I'll be New Englander with a vocal fry. Okay. I don't know what movie we're doing next, but that, that should be fun. No. <laughs> But no, I did think like the second the Harbor Patrol showed up, it's like, okay, how long before you get sunk? And then I got to see that shark that, you know, like leapt out of the water and got yeah. the guy like that was, it was, that was, it was way too early in the, in the, uh, <laughs> runtime for, for that to yeah. be like the, the, their safe haven. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how much more I have to say about this movie. Um, yeah, the only other thing I think I can say. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the, the power line. Yeah. This movie's answer to the smile, you son uh, of a bitch. Smile, you son of a bitch. But <laughs> <laughs> there is no world. Here's looking at you, kid. Yeah. There is no <laughs> world, uh, where Brody holds a power line <laughs> in the ocean well, he was for a like, shark to bite down on like... and survives. Like, <laughs> no, but he was like crawling on it because he had his like hands and and legs on it, just going backwards. And like, what are you doing? Right? <laughs> How are they? I was like, 
this movie jumped the shark. It definitely. <laughs> to yeah. coin a phrase. <laughs> it did something. Uh, no, and, sure. by, and by the by the time we reached that point, like it it can't. It's so it is so ridiculous. It should be like laughable and enjoyable. But I'm so over it by the time we reach that point. That that the only other thing I think that that I really really appreciated from this movie. I went, I've, I think I've brought up all the poor positive points that I can, and this is the last one. Mm. It was a nod. It was kind of like a, a lovely little emotional pocket for this movie to to ha- to you know l- lay me in, and I appreciated it because it was. It might have been when Brody came home drunk after drunk driving, which I did not appreciate. Or maybe it was after. Maybe it was when he had to. I don't know. It was at some point. He's outside the front of his home. And he, and I noticed, oh, there's a yellow, like, flotation, like a barrel flotation device in front of his house. It's been turned into a planter of some sort. Like, there's green or flowers, like, growing out of it or something. And it's right there by the porch, the way people might put a potted plant or something like that. But it's just there. And he just kind of looks at it sentimentally. And it's almost like he's looking at, like, kind of a better time (laughs) when he survived the shark and when he was victorious, it was always, you know, kind of, this was almost like his trophy, you know, this was like his, his uh, claim to glory. And, you know, like the, 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 the time that he conquered, you know, his biggest fear and, you know, and, and got to be right about everything and Mm. got to make a new friend and all of that. And now all of that has been stripped away. So it was almost like this, um, uh, uh, a guidepost for like, you know, where you were and then where you were like the same place on the record that skips and you kind of skip in the same place. And you're just like, Oh yeah, I remember that. And I don't know. It, 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 it endowed the moment with emotion that the movie did not follow up on after the fact, but I was very grateful for its existence. Well, That's about yay it. for continuity. Um, oh, do you want to know about the lineage really quick? Sure. <laughs> just for this movie. Yeah. I won't go over all the movies, but because uh, obviously the first movie, uh, uh, un, unofficially, the, jaw, the Jaws, the, the, the shark is named Bruce. Um, and then in Jaws 2, this shark is referred to by the fandom, and I got this from the dailyjaws.com. So this, this is, you know, uh, referred to by the fandom as Brucette. Uh, she seeks revenge for the loss of her mate. And has a pathological hatred of teen sailors. <laughs> it's never explained why. Uh, and her offspring is Vengeance, who we will find out about in a couple years. <laughs> I'm just trying to correlate that to, like, the ghost face killers, so. <laughs> <laughs> Did, who's avenging their lover or their their spouse i mean i guess it would have to be mrs loomis okay kind of what's just like their family sure whatever just yeah bruce 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 was a good boy bruce said is is, you did is mrs loomis and then and there's there's, (laughs) and there's uh no 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 that that i said in a couple years in two years we'll discuss vengeance Ven- what do you it's mean? The fourth, we'll just... fourth movie. The fourth movie. But, no, but okay. What's That's the, the name? What's the, the motive? What's the motive of the of the uh, sharks in three D? 
We'll talk about that when we discuss 3D. Well, I just want to know now because I'm trying to play this game. <laughs> I don't want to spoil. Okay, if, if you don't want to have it spoiled whatever, for you, no, folks. it's whatever. Kill. All yeah, well, we got to have something to talk about for Jaws three. <laughs> we got to save it. All right. Anyway, let's <laughs> let's get to the cherry picker. I'm going to put this all on you because I have no fucking idea who anyone is. And you have just a little bit more than a fucking idea who anyone is in this movie. So who is our cherry on top? Uh, Okay, I'll give you a choice of two. You decide between the two. I'm nominating either Elkins... The, the the lady professor who you, uh, I, I don't know if she's an ichthyologist or what she is, but some marine biologist of sorts who comes to the beach and, you know, spouts a bunch of lines that I love and could have, it could have been a much better movie had she been there. Okay. You don't remember her, but she deserves to be nominated. Um, or the other one, uh, just because I, li- I still to this day enjoy his sun-kissed hair <laughs> and his big brown eyes, Mike Brody, because... Even though he doesn't do much in the movie, he looks good doing it. So, you pick one. Well, I, my, I told, said that this is your choice. You have to pick. Oh, man. <laughs> Sophie's choice. Well, not really. I hate when people say that because I've seen the movie. It's not <laughs> it's, it's not a great thing. <laughs> it's not really a Sophie's choice either. Cause, um, let's, um, let's do Elkins. There we go. Let's put we her got, at the forefront. We got, we got Elkins. She actually did something. She actually, yeah. you know. <laughs> so If Liza Minnelli had been playing Mike Brody, then it would have been her. Oh, my God. Or Ellen Brody. They just, like, all of a sudden she's Liza Minnelli. She's no longer, like, the producer's wife or whoever she was married to on the first movie. But um, yeah. I liked her, though. I liked her back. She was just as good as she was in the first movie. They just didn't give her anything to do. Oh, no. that was another thing, though. That was something I appreciated that they kind of introduced, like, uh, vaguely in the beginning when Ellen Brody's, I think, working for somebody new and... She's talking about how she wants to impress him, and you start to see Sheriff Brody getting, like, a little territorial and a little jealous and everything like that. And I'm like, oh, right, because she didn't do it in the movie, but in the book, she has an affair with Hooper. And it was in the script originally, because Peter Benchley originally wrote uh, a treatment, a script, and she was going to have an affair with Richard Dreyfus. And I remember seeing an it's right, in Jaws the 2 or the first one. No, no, no. In the first Jaws movie. Yeah. In the book Jaws, in the actual book that it's based on by Peter Benchley, uh, she, the, there's the, the, the shark is, it's much less about the shark and it's much more about what it represents in everybody's lives. Apparently, I've never read it, but the way the story goes is the shark is like a manifestation of like the things that are always like, uh, dangerous looming underneath the surface and everything like that. And one of the problems is that bro- the Brodies have kind of a shitty marriage and she just wants to, she's DTF and he's not. So she finds Hooper and the two of them, patoo. and she was really looking forward to, I saw the actress say in an interview, she was really looking forward to <laughs> doing her love scenes with Richard Dreyfus, and then they got pulled. So she was upset. So I thought, this movie kind of introduces a little jealousy from Brody, so it's almost like, is there marriage on the rocks kind of thing? I don't know. I yeah. think it's interesting. I'm trying to, I'm pulling it. You're just making I'm me, like, it. now <laughs> sexualizing uh, Richard Dreyfus. 
um, in, in, in Jaws. And I mean, like, yeah, I mean, he could get it. But um, he's cute. Yeah, yeah, he's got a cute little butt. Yeah. When he walks away in his jeans. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they're all going to die. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah. And he's the snarky one. He's the snarky one. And that's that's the guy. Yeah, that's that's the guy. That's, that's, that's the one you want to fuck. And Mary. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, last week, Cherry Picker, we asked you who deserves to die the most. And I still know what you did last summer. I nominated. Right. Um, uh, hold on. I've got these mixed up. I nominated Ben Willis, a.k.a. Ben <laughs> Will father, um, and <laughs> you nominated Julie James, and across yes, uh, Patreon, Instagram, and YouTube, we had eight hundred and fifty-eight for uh, Ben uh, versus two hundred and ninety-six for Julie. Thanks, guys, for showing up. So <laughs> I love your like. <laughs> <laughs> your your thanks for defeat. Um, I got people in my corner. Yeah. Like they're not the majority all the time, but when you know, even even if they're not, I appreciate. Whereas, like when 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 I get stuck, I'm just like fuck all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Do me dirty like this. It's the cherry picker, not the not the Edward truthers. <laughs> the Edward Truthers. Oh my God, that sounds really scary. The Edward like, Truthers, like Birther or or <laughs> like, like the flat, flat Earther, Flat Earther, <laughs> Flat Earther or Birther or any of that shit. I don't want to be an Edward Truther. Oh my God, that sounds terrible. Anyway, go on. Now you got to change <laughs> your Instagram. <laughs> no. Frost <laughs> says Julie was tonally all over the place. But she provided too many moments I found unintentionally hilarious. Whenever I think of her screaming herself awake in class, I have to laugh. And I appreciate how much she fought to keep Carla alive when Nancy was ready to leave her for dead. Ben was a lot more annoying in this one since the writing doubles down on him being a killer and abuser. And the entire climax of Ben writing off Ray accidentally killing his own son and then getting shot into an open grave by Julie as she screams, just fucking die in the middle of a hurricane was soap opera Mm -hmm. camp perfection. In conclusion, I vote for Ben, but it should have been Jack Black. Oh, I feel like we're going to see a lot of, but it should have been Jack or Titus. Um, Ghostface Gremlin says, poor Julie. She doesn't deserve the hate. (laughs) Uh, Nicole Hutchison. (laughs) This movie is a guilty pleasure. I can't help but love it, but I can laugh at it too. Mm. Uh, user NQ bunch of numbers I don't think that's their real name absolutely love your channel but confession I have never been much of a horror fan because I'm too much of a chicken but you guys are certainly changing my mind and have introduced uh, me to some amazing films such as Last Night in Soho Identity and The Menu (laughs) nice I like two of those (laughs) um, I like all of them uh, but I we're happy to help, yeah. <clears throat> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Kenta Voorhees. 
Ben Willis, he has this strange obsession with waiting a year to enact his revenge, first with David Egan after Susie's death, and then with himself back to back. I understand it takes a lot of planning, and later we find out he has a son to help him, but if they just skipped waiting a year, they probably could have gotten Julie whenever they wanted. P.S. I love how when Julie is trapped in the tanning bed, no one thinks to turn the dial down at all. Love the cherry picker. Looking forward to Urban Legend and Halloween H2O. I didn't think about turning the dial down either. Oh my god! Oh, but we talked about it. Just like you unplug it, turn the dial down. Yeah, but I was too impressed with her performance. (laughs) I was distracted by my own, you know, impression. Go on. Denise (laughs) says this one is tough. On one side we have a psychopath who kills people, and on the other side we have Ben Willis. Um, no, that's not what she said. That's not what she said. On, on one side, we have a psychopath who kills people. And on the other side, we have someone who lied about killing someone. My vote goes to Julie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And for the laugh, my God, that was hilarious. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Depuzo, come on, Julie doesn't deserve all this hate. She becomes a badass final girl, and I still know. I'll go to bat for her all day, and her scream is so good. Just fucking die. Always love that line before she shoots Ben Willis. I'm a thousand percent with Zach on this one. Hope Eddie comes around on Julie when they eventually make the legacy sequel. Ha ha. No, 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 it's not going to happen. I'm going to say right now, I I turn toe on a lot of things. Well, I don't know about a lot of things, but things, you know, like there are things that I revisit and change my opinion on later it's not going to happen with julie i'm never going to be on her side sorry (laughs) um hopefully andre uh records this moment in particular and then if there ever is a uh, a requel and julie does come around (laughs) we're uh, we're gonna replay this i really like her (laughs) (laughs) i if it would have happened by now wouldn't it like it's been over 20 years anyway yeah because you've you've been Watching these movies for that long. Ugh. Uh, which you haven't, but okay. Uh, Will Robinson, I've have to pick them. the fisherman just for killing Helen. Love the podcast, guys. Love from UK. Love Aww. right back to you. Yeah. Pay me Adams. I'll be honest. Growing up, I resented Julie as a final girl because she was out here Googling while my girl Sarah Michelle Geller was fighting for her life and lost and seeing a black Final Girl was huge for me growing up. Nothing but respect for my final girl, Carla. She was giving Scream 96 Sydney energy with that chase scene. All that being said, I'm mature enough now to acknowledge that Julie isn't all bad. She has maybe the most iconic 90s Final Girl Scream and deserves more respect for that alone. So I vote for The Fisherman because he's petty. And I know exactly where he was on January 6, 2021. (laughs) (laughs) Giving insurrectionist tea. (laughs) Harley Davis. So happy that Eddie chose Julie again. She still hasn't learned anything. I completely disagree that she has become a final girl. Socked, (laughs) says Julie. She was part of a murder and Will was clearly cornier than Ray. Like, come on. P.S. Please do Cherry Falls. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Richard uh, Roberts, 
DM. Ironically, I don't remember anything about this movie aside from feeling like, well, that's a couple of hours of my life I won't be getting back. At the end of it, honestly, I can't even remember who I just voted for. That's how much of a brain fart this entire movie is. Grant Dempsey, my vote goes to Ben Father. Uh, is there any slasher villain more petty? I'd understand if they'd actually killed him and he were a vengeful ghost ghoul, but he not only survived the car accident, he apparently recovered just fine. He tries to avenge yeah. what? His pride? Once, fine, good for him. Managed to kill half of them and leave Julie traumatized for life. Count that as a win and move on, guy. Don't pour thousands of dollars into an elaborate second try. Just find some other people to kill. Live it up. You're a non-supernatural slasher who lasted more than one movie. You could be a contender. There are bigger fish to fry than Julie fucking James. <laughs> and it's funny that uh, he mentions the... <laughs> You're not a, not a supernatural slasher because um, just keep watching the franchise. I'll just say that. Um, oh, I also boy. think it's funny that I, I can't remember if we acknowledge this in the episode, but uh, I definitely noticed it upon because I, I watched Scream 6 again. I, I think it was like, I don't remember if it was before or after we watched this for the, the podcast. And because okay. like the the uh, reveal and all that, and I still know is very similar to the uh, the Scream Six finale. Mm. And all I can think of, and I I still know when uh, Will reveals, it's just like Benson, get it, Benson, and then he's like, oh hi, Dad. And then there is really no monologue or anything. Like they just go right to trying to kill her, and Ray shows up. So it's like. It really makes you appreciate the like the the uh, finales of Scream, where you do get kind of like the "this is why we're doing it" sort of thing. Sure, and yeah. I know that the, like a lot of people have complained about uh, you know the, the the finale of Scream Six and the killers and and all that. And I actually i I like that bit of the movie, but um, it's <laughs> I feel like we're robbed of that in I still know what you did last summer. Like, there's really we don't really get anything mm. from them. And, and I feel like with someone like uh, Ben Willis, who's exactly like uh, people are saying, like planning this elaborate revenge scheme, they'd probably want to do a lot more monologuing or just be like, you know, you you finally got her where you wanted her. It's just like, yeah. this is, this is why we're doing this and, and yada, yada, yada. Like, you know, give us the, give us the, the tea as, uh, as they say. I wonder if it got cut. I wonder if Kevin Williamson like wrote it. Well, he didn't write the sequel though. No, he had nothing so, to do with no, the sequel. No, that's right. Yeah. So then, well, well, it go. just goes to show but, that like these movies that are that copy the scream yeah. uh, template, but they don't. They you know they miss the mark on on the things that make scream some of, scream. Some of the most crucial things. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I don't remember. I, I don't think we covered that in the pod, but you know yeah. my memory. I because I, I, I mean, like, there really is no motive for. For the fisherman, like he's just because people are saying that Julie covered up a murder. I mean, she right. thought she did, but nobody got murdered. And it is sort of like it comes to a point here where it's she and I think you, you, but yeah, you mentioned this in the last <laughs> thing. It's just like, yeah, out, yeah, Ben Willis should be thankful to to Julie and, and friends because now they think that they were the ones that caused this the murder of David Egan or, or yeah. whoever. And, and it's just. Okay, you know, just just let sleeping dogs lie, but uh, Ben Willis is petty, yeah. and I think it was a matter of just 
getting hit by a car and tossed into the ocean. But, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Um, yeah. uh, text not dead. My vote for Will Benson or sorry, my votes for Will Benson for choosing the easiest to spot fake name in movie history. <laughs> <laughs> not one of the options, but that is a fair point. Oh, Julie, you, uh, sorry, uh, Mendejo. Oh, Julie, you weren't long for this world. Um, but she's still around. Um, oh, I guess in context to the, the poll, whatever. Um, killing her, yeah. Daddy Queen, or sorry, uh, Kirsten, Kirsten Brocks, uh, Ben killed Helen, but Julie lived over Helen, so it's a tough choice. Daddy Queen 82. I might be in the minority here, but I love this movie and the character of Julie. While the fisherman Ben Willis is a good villain, I voted for him to die because I agree his motivation is so petty. I'm looking forward to the requel, and I do hope Brandy returns along with Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr. (laughs) Uh, Jaden Pascal. Uh, in the first one, definitely Julie, but and I still know she is too entertaining to kill, so I have to go with Ben Willis. Uh, Matthias Egemen Estes for not saying anything about everything, and he said nothing to correct the radio question when he knew he wanted to save them, but it, but it killed them instead. Blake, the sequel. I liked Julie, and I still know I feel like her character improved greatly in the sequel, like how Scream 6 improved Sam Carpenter. Hmm. Um, Thomas Baker, my vote goes to Ben. I am Solomon. I was thinking the other day about how significant Julie would be if they decide to requel. I know what you did last summer and I came up with nothing. So kill her off and let someone intelligent take the lead role. Freaking capital (laughs) of Brazil. I rule. Will this be the first character to get voted twice in a franchise? LOL. I think, did did we? I don't, what other franchises? Uh, I, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. I also don't usually, yeah, yeah, vote I mean, for like Final Girl designation. She might, you know? she might be. She might be. Yeah. I, I have to um, go back into the archives. <laughs> PJ Hunt. Could they both return in a fourth film? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Um, uh, Unreal Talk. I love Jennifer Love Hewitt too much to vote for Julie. Uh, blue, blueberries, Saturn, IX. Why is Jack Black's character not on this list? Because hmm? um, we're making our decisions. <laughs> That's the answer to the question. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't annoy me as much as Julie does. Heather Marie, I adore Jennifer Love Hewitt, but Helen would have been a much better final girl in this movie. Julie very much reads like someone that was supposed to be a side character. Helen. Uh, Shivers? <laughs> yeah, from the the first one. I know, but in this movie, okay, whatever. I'm confused. the 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 uh, what they're if just, Helen had lived, if Helen, yes, Helen should have been the final girl. Gotcha. Whereas Julie, well, I, felt I like think a we, character. I think we did say that in the first pod. Yeah, for I know what you did absolutely. Uh, Dylan Jameson, Will Benson, solely for the line that rivals "Do your thing," because from Texas Chainsaw 3D, Will Benson, <laughs> don't you get it? Ben's son, both are two of the worst lines in horror history. But out of these two, Julie gets my vote for being a final girl by default as they killed off Helen in the first film. Um, 
Justice for Helen. <laughs> I kind of like the Texas Chainsaw line. I don't. I can't remember if we so talked about I. this during spoiler. The, I, I, yeah. It really doesn't bother me. And when I found out across the internet that it's like one of the most like kind of loathed lines yeah. uh, of contemporary horror or or you know mainstream horror franchises. Yeah, I was like, really. I but, feel like it's intentional. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be so bad it's good. Whereas I feel like Ben Son, don't you get it? Ben, like you know that is just. Bad. Like that, like they were, that was them taking like the, the monologue and just like condensing it down to that one line. Get it? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I kind of, I do love the do your thing because uh, what did we call her? Heather face? Heather face. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, uh, G Boney. Ooh, cupcakes. Is that a line that I missed from the movie? I don't I, remember. I'm the wrong person to ask. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sean uh, Prinsick. Ben is such a creepy weirdo, not to mention his whole motivation for killing Julie and co. is so petty. Also, he kills Jack Black, who is an absolute treasure. He didn't have to die. This movie overall <laughs> is kind of better than the first, but Sarah Michelle Gellar's absence is hard to ignore. Can't say I like either movie, to be honest. Wish we lived in a bizarro world where Sarah Michelle Gellar and Ryan Phillippe got to be the leads. Any thoughts on a possible legacy sequel in the vein of Five Crime? Um, I agree with I like everything yeah. that, that Sean yeah. said. I, like everything. Because it's like, I don't particularly care for either of these movies i enjoy this one more but uh but yeah that's just my i would have loved to have seen sarah michelle geller's chemistry with brandy too like that would have been i would have believed them as friends yeah that would have been really cool yeah oh god what could have been what could have been yeah. uh as for the five cream last summer i think we already talked about that in the in the episode yeah. so, so just go have a listen yeah. uh tim big carla justice for debbie um Oh, because Carla or Julie had a roommate, uh, her college roommate in the first movie, who was Debbie. Remember her? Oh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so Carla must die because of Debbie. Okay. Uh, Trisha McMasters, <laughs> as dumb as Ben is, cough, cough, kills his own son, cough, cough. Julie is the most annoying. She could have slept with Will and avoided all of this. Insert evil laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Silent Saturn. Ben, he's so boring and forgettable. Julie's erratic, borderline split personality makes her at least somewhat interesting. Uh, ben also killed Will, and I like me some Will. Don't do that. <laughs> I wonder, like, Will is only evil because, like, he was kind of uh, coaxed into it by by his father. Is that is that kind of the the narrative that we're we're accepting? Uh, or unless, I mean, I it wasn't strong enough for me to get a read on it because it could also be like an argument that it's genetic, that like, you know, again, very five cream and screevy, like, you know, the genetic line of yeah. killer begets killer, maybe. I don't know. No. She's bad for your teeth. There's always Candyman's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Blue Box 87. Even Helen's picture in Julie's bedroom had more personality than Julie. Carla should have taken the picture with her <laughs> to the Bahamas instead of Julie. I, I remember we were talking about this because it was a picture of her as the, the the croaker queen on the day that she was murdered. And it was just like, why yeah, does Julie have yeah. that photo? 
there should be yeah. one of like her, like Helen and Julie together. And I did see someone posted on Instagram as like a, a picture of, I don't know if it was like promotion for the movie, but it was just Sarah Michelle Gellar and Jennifer Love Hewitt, like together, like they looked like friends. Yeah. Should have had that picture. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Didn't care. Couldn't be bothered. My chunky Jordy, I wanted Julie to die in the first film and Helen to be the final girl. Julie is an even bigger pain in the butt in this one. She does not to, no, she, she does n- not to help anyone and is so wooden maybe that's she does nothing to help nothing maybe to to help anyone and is so wooden uh kyle's comet was never a fan of julie to be honest one of my least favorite Mm. final girls would have preferred brandy as the final girl in these movies totally jagger uh, or jagger (laughs) then because he's (laughs) because he shouldn't be even be alive in the first place (laughs) oh okay that was a lot. Thank you, everyone, for participating. Yeah. Um, Fifty-two comments. That yeah. might that might not have included the replies, but uh, yeah, Jaws two. I I basically already made my case for this character, but it's Jackie because <laughs> God, like, why is th- why is the movie wasting all this time building up this like? Uh character who turns out to be yeah. nothing more than uh, even less than the others because because she's the one that becomes hysterical and is no help to anyone um <laughs> and and on and you know what she's kind of the reason that mike uh goes out to like on, on this trip which then like instigates this kind of like domino effect of then little mike uh or yeah. sean having to go as well so it's just like it, she started this whole series of uh of of just bullshit you know what it, maybe i should just go for like the curly haired cousin because like it initially started with her <laughs> but no I'll, I'll go with um i'll go with uh what's her name jackie yeah let's just say jackie, jackie yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> and uh i just did uh, a little scroll uh, which is the, the, the lengths of my my research. I mean, honestly, it doesn't matter. There's so many characters who could be expendable, but just because I, I, it still bothers me, I'm going to choose Andy, the other curly-haired friend. Um, not Napoleon Dynamite, but the other one. Oh, because Napoleon Dynamite also had a friend who had a total hipster look with the with the uh, the mutton chops like right. on the side of his face and yeah. everything like that, and he had really really cool glasses. I think he was supposed to be a nerd, but he actually looked, you know, just like an alternative kind of like guy who's got like you know LPs and maybe you know uh, uh, a nicotine habit. But um, I choose Andy because uh, again. He's the will the, the will. He's Mike's friend. I'm getting all the I know I K W Y D L S S I S T. You know what I'm Brody saying. Brody Martinson <laughs> is, is what they could have called him. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Mike, Mike Brody's friend, yeah. Andy, because he's the one who, after little little Mike Sean yeah. gets saved, he's just like. I don't know, inappropriately, like, holding him way too close for far too long, showering him with kisses, and it's like, you're not even blood, dude. Like, I don't, I, 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 I have family that I have never, that I've never held that long, you know? <laughs> the hell? It's just, I don't know, it bothers me. It still bothers me. So get, get your hands off the kids and get out of the movie. You, 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 we, you're one less disturbing thing that I have to watch. 
in this movie. I don't, I, you know, I'm trying to eat popcorn, motherfucker. It's Hollywood. It's summer. It's a blockbuster franchise. Give me back my money. <laughs> you, you done? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, you've got uh, Jackie and Andy. So vote your heart, vote your conscience. Andy. You can vote Andy. <laughs> 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 he did it. We didn't know that uh, that uh, Chucky was making an appearance, but uh, yeah, vote yeah, on right. Patreon, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, I do want to welcome some new Patreon supporters. So say hello to <laughs> Bo <My> Harris. <laughs> say hello to Bo Harris, Dan Pearson, Lucas Lowry, Ryan Underwood. Daniel Dickerson, Kennedy M, and Hippie Noir. Welcome aboard, friends. Uh, Welcome. Again, uh, anyone who wants to support the podcast, uh, you will get totally. uh, early access to all of our episodes. You'll yes. also get uh, access to the Cherry Picker After Dark if you are supporting yes. on the Freddy Krueger tier. And this month, we have got Survivor, <laughs> Scream Survivor, I should say, Season 3. Which I think might have been our best turnout yet. I think it definitely had the most interesting characters. It was, and it, is it the longest? I don't know how long the other ones are. It felt, they go, they go it, on for a while. It's, it's you, you're yeah. you, you're gonna eat with with the cherry picker after dark. We'll say yeah, that because right. there's, <laughs> there's there's a back catalog. It's all this extra content. If you ever wanted to see your favorite Scream characters be put into a reality uh, television show simulation. Um, hosted by Wes Craven. Hosted by Wes Craven. <laughs> Not really a simulation, just sort of like made up in our heads based on, yeah, yeah, on what yeah. we think uh, and like feel. Like fantasy football, um, that kind of thing. That's, yeah. yeah that, check it out. Um, so that's really fun. And you're supporting the podcast, uh, and, and the future of the podcast as well. Um, and I did also, you know, I mentioned him earlier, but I do want to thank Andre. Um, so, you know, thank you for your, uh, hard work and everything. And, and just a reminder, we are looking for, for more help. So, uh, please feel free to contact, uh, us. You can go to our Instagram, uh, page, uh, account, uh, which is the Cherry Picker Pod. Uh, so follow us there. You can find either one of us uh, separately. Where are you, Eddie? At Edward is Truth. One word, traditional spelling on Instagram, Letterboxd, and YouTube. How about you, Zach Cherry? My Instagram is Retro Bitchface YouTube channel. The main one is Zach Cherry, Z-A-C-K-C-H-E-R-R-Y. I'm on Letterboxd, also Zach Cherry. Twitter, Zach Cherry 8. I think that's all the the major ones. Uh, but then <laughs> if you are new to the Cherry Picker uh, and you are listening to us, you can go to our YouTube channel. You can watch these videos. So subscribe to us there. And if you are watching on YouTube, you can listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. The RSS feed link is in the descriptions down below. So listen to us. Uh, what's going on next week? You probably have no idea because we did not talk about it, did we? Is it the one with the people gathering and suddenly the darkness falls? No, I have no idea. No, it's <laughs> neither do it's I. Sleep away what is camp. it, Zach Cherry? <laughs>
Oh, sleepaway camp. Well, kind of. The people and they're gathering and then the darkness falls. That happens in sleepaway camp. Sure. Um, I thought you were being more literal. But anyway, that's what's happening next next time. Uh, so thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And we will be right back.